Yo, what the fuck is up? Oh, wait. What the frick is up? What the flip is up? Welcome to another episode of No Eye Contact. No Eye Contact is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Please do not look that up. Do not look it up. I just recorded 26 minutes. And then I realized I didn't turn my mic on. I fucking suck. <laughs> um, if you're watching the video version, which is on YouTube at Young Cinephile, I dyed my hair. We've got a little blonde chunk in the front. We've got some blonde chunks on the sides. And I know, I know what you're thinking, okay? You're thinking, oh, you look, you're doing that little Gen Z TikTok trend where you dye the front of your hair. No, I'm not, okay? I'm doing Lindsay Lohan and Freaky Friday, okay? That's what I'm doing. And that trend made me think of it, but I am not doing a trend, but it's fine. It's whatever you can think, whatever you want. When I was growing up, I watched Freaky Friday over and over and over. I wanted to be her so bad. I wanted to dress like her. I wanted to obviously have my hair like her. I wanted to be in a rock band like her. I wanted to get with Chad Michael Murray like her, okay? I had the 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 soundtrack on a CD, would listen to it in my portable CD player all the time loved it so much one of the most disappointing things about freaky friday is that song that that her band sang take me away is not available in this country so i can't download it on apple music and it's upsetting but i grew up watching freaky friday over and over i also grew up watching confessions of a teenage drama queen over and over which is a wild movie basically if you don't know Lindsay Lohan her her parents are divorced and she moves with her mother and her little sister to this new town and she's a teenage drama queen so she wants her life to be more exciting than it is so she just lies she lies about her name she lies about her parents I think she tells them her dad died she lies about having connections to this like big rock band and she just she just lies and then the climax is that her the rock band is breaking up so they're having like one farewell show and then a huge after party and so she lies and says that she has tickets to the show and then that she's going to the after party and Megan Fox, who is the mean girl, of course, actually has connections and is like, okay, well, I'll see you there, bitch. <laughs> and so they have to like weasel their way into that. And of course it happens. And which is like a crazy concept is like these two 15, 16 year olds, like running around New York, trying to get into like probably a 30 or 40 year old rock stars after party weird but also that was probably the entire like 70s and 80s I don't know anyways <laughs> loved 
those movies. And like, I grew up watching those movies so many times. I wanted to be Lindsay Lohan. No wonder I was a little bitch of a kid, you know? <laughs> oh, another reason I was a little bitch of a kid is because I would read Junie B. Jones in elementary school. Do you remember Junie B. Jones? Junie B. Jones. And the B stands for bitch, okay? <laughs> she she would call things stupid. She had an attitude. She would be like, I don't like that. This is dumb, blah, blah, blah. Like, she had attitude out the ass, okay? And if you're wondering why I was a little bitch of a kid, it's because Junie B. Jones raised me, okay? Junie B. Jones raised me, son, okay? I think it's so funny when people say son, at the end of something. But it sounds so wrong coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Junie B. Jones raised me, son. <laughs> uh, honey is here. She, I put a, a collar on her and it has a bell. So if you hear a bell, it's honey. And an angel just got its wings. I just came from... Whoa. So today is Mother's Day. 2020. Whoa. Hmm. Today is Mother's Day, 2021, and to be honest, this probably won't be out for a few weeks because just with my full-time job and also my mental health, I have to, I need more than just one week to like put an episode out, so that's, it's, everything's just going to be maybe one day. I would be able to be current and record and then post in a week. But right now, I can't do that shit. Okay, so. It might be June when I post this, but today is Mother's Day. Okay. <laughs> I just came from a Mother's Day. I just came from a Mother's Day lunch with my family. My grandfather. Whoa. My grandmother has Alzheimer's and about a month ago we put her in a memory care unit. But so today they broke her out and we had lunch together. And when we walked in, I could tell that she did not know who I was. She was very friendly. She gave me a hug, no hesitation. But I could just tell by the way she kept like staring at me that she did not know who I was. <laughs> And at one point she called my grandfather over and she was like, look at that girl. And he was like, who, Ashley? And he was, she was like, oh, that's Ashley. But then like probably five to 10 minutes later, every five to 10 minutes, she would be like, now, how are y'all connected to me? <laughs> she would be like, how are you connected to me? And she kept thinking I was a lady that she used to work with like 30 years ago. And it's so interesting because so she worked somewhere for 30 years, about 30 years ago, and she's confusing that time period with the memory care unit that she stays in now. So when she's like mixing the memories together, but so she's calling it, she just keeps saying like at the place where I work, at the place where I work, but she'll be thinking about the memory care unit. Or sometimes she'll literally be thinking about a coworker. She kept thinking I was her coworker. And she was like, we would be like, oh, do you know who I am? And, sh and she was like, yeah, you, you work with me. And I was like, I don't work with you. And she goes, oh, when did you stop? 
at one point she was like trying to talk about someone that she works with and she just started speaking gibberish she was like oh she'll come in there and be like and then she points at me and she was like she knows what I'm talking about (laughs) it was so funny and I was like I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't work with you but every time we would remind her like oh that's your granddaughter that's Ashley she would be like oh I'm sorry I don't remember that I'm like it's okay we are simply vibing my mom called me afterwards to be like did that hurt your feelings and I was like it it, I mean it was bound to happen right but also at least she's not you know pulling away from me or being like scared of me or anything she's still like kind of in good spirits so I mean that's the best case scenario fuck it at Mother's Day lunch, I offered to bring brownies and ice cream for dessert. Brownies cooked a little bit too long, so the edges were very, very hard. Got completely roasted. <laughs> I'm talking several minutes of no talking, just everyone else laughing. <laughs> Because they think it's so funny that I fucked up the brownies. (laughs) And it was funny. But it also hurt a little bit. (laughs) So that was the first time I'd seen my grandpa uh, in a few weeks. Because a few weeks ago, I brought him some chili. My brother came with me. And, you know, we were sitting with him and talking with him. And it just... It's a lot of emotional energy. You know, we had just put my grandmother in that home and he visits her every day. So he was just talking about like her progress. It's not going well. He's talking about how his life is just so boring and repetitive that like everything's blurring together. But also I'm like, just now, like, what, where were you for a year and a half during the pandemic? Was that not happening for you? Cause (laughs) hello, we've been here. Um, Anyways, so just sad and I'm vaccinated, he's vaccinated and we were talking about vaccines and we were talking about, because I got the Johnson and Johnson, so of course the blood clot. Johnson and Johnson gave out like 7 million vaccines and then I think 6 people got blood clot, so 6 out of 7 million, hey I'm no math guy, but that's pretty good. (laughs) But you have a higher chance of getting a blood clot from taking birth control but we still take birth control. But so we were just talking about how like you just never know how it's going to affect someone. You don't know if they have pre-existing conditions. Um you know, if you if you take a medicine and then you have a stroke or die, <laughs> they have to like put that on the side effects of the bottle like this could happen because it happened to one person you know what I mean so we're talking about specifically that and he just randomly randomly was like yeah well you know that George Floyd fella uh we don't know how he died it could have been anything it's like "Mm, I saw the video there's a guy's foot on his neck He says, I can't breathe. 
and then he dies from not being able to breathe. So I feel like we do know. And he's like, you don't think that guy would have let up just a little bit? And I'm like, obviously he didn't. (laughs) And he starts going into, you know, the, the classic conserv racist conservative George Floyd conspiracy theory argument which is well you know he was on drugs and those drugs caused heart something 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 so it could have been that Mm. found traces of a drug in the system he wasn't on drugs but okay sure he's like you know an hour earlier he he used a $20 counterfeit bill and I'm wanting to be like but does that mean that you should die? Does that mean you should be murdered in the street? But I'm not going to say that because he's racist. And I know his answer. <laughs> I know what his answer will be. So it's not worth it. It's not worth it to have a conversation with a man who is on his way out, honestly. <laughs> Who watches Fox News every day, doesn't know how the world works, and is on his way out. So, when he, so he says all that, and I'm not going to argue because all the reasons I just said. And it's kind of quiet for a minute, and then he just goes, but you're still a Democrat. But you're still a Democrat. But you're still a Democrat. Oh, Democrats. Dude, when he said that, I could not believe it. He's never said anything like that to me. I He said racist things to me before, but he's never like came at me for my political beliefs. And so I just immediately shut down the hangout time. I was like, all right, that that about wraps it up. Enjoy your chili. See you later. Because I don't even have to explain myself, bro. You're so old. Like, you still believe that men shouldn't cry. You know what I mean? <laughs> You still believe men can't cry. You still call black people by derogatory terms. I'm not. Also, how does. How does your George Floyd conspiracy theory have to do with the fact that I'm a Democrat? Like, obviously, he's just been stewing, stewing on the fact that I'm a Democrat. He's never said anything before, but apparently it. It really bothered him. (laughs) But. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have this conversation with you. Because it's not gonna be a conversation. And it's not even gonna be a debate. It's gonna be. Just you. Saying shit at me. You're not gonna listen to me. So it's just gonna be me saying shit at you. We're not gonna leave happy. So. Enjoy your chili, you ungrateful little, you hateful little gremlin. Okay? Grandpa?
Uh, what else happened this week? My dad, his car went in the shop and they gave him a smart car to drive for the week. And my dad's a big dude. And to see a big dude get out of a very small car, it was hilarious. So that was my entertainment for the week. My brother and I watched Rocket Man, which is the Elton John biopic? Biopic? I'm going to say biopic. I don't... Yeah. Biography picture? Biopic. I'm going to say biopic. And it was really good. I, d- I didn't know anything about Elton John. I kept asking my brother, like, did this really happen? Is this one of his songs? Did he really wear that? <laughs> because it was... It was very different from other movies like that I've seen it was like a little bit of a musical but also not it was kind of fantasy but also not um but it was really cool Taron Egerton did a great job I only knew him from Kingsman which love Kingsman but watching that movie I was like all right I'm convinced he's a good actor he's a really good actor I need I need like a little uh a little something for movies for because I do want to share I do I do want to do like a brief talking about new movies that I watch part of it's because I just want to do that and then the other part of me is like well my username on everything is young cinephile so I have to prove that I do be watching movies <laughs> but it's mostly for me okay uh, <laughs> I need some kind of like, not like new movie alert, like, I don't know. I have to think about it, but book club alert. <laughs> I just finished reading the four agreements by, I don't want to sit fuck up his name. I just started, I just started, stopped reading, finished reading I just finished reading The Four Agreements and hold on, water break. Does that sound like, does that sound like a bong? Wait, let me get a lighter. I want to try something. Does this sound like a bong? Damn it, I already have to have water in my mouth. Hold on. Does this sound like a bong? (coughs) Wait, let me try one more time. I can do it better. You might have heard my swallow in there. <laughs> I swallowed really hard. <laughs> Anyways. Um, full disclaimer, I did eat a Delta 8 gummy before this. And then I thought I was recording for 26 minutes. But I wasn't. I was just talking to my camera. And then here we are. So, if you're like, hmm, she seems spicy. That might be why. But so, book club alert. I read The Four Agreements. And I'm going to tell you what they are right now. 
Number one. Number one is be impeccable with your word. We are the only creatures who have the ability to communicate as well as we do. And you know, our words can really hold power or poison. So just being thoughtful in the words that we choose to communicate with each other, just be more mindful in general, you know? The second one, which I definitely know, is the second one is don't take anything personally which I've done my entire life is taking shit personally with my narcissistic tendencies my victim complex I took everything personally okay everything if someone didn't text me back right away they're fucking pissed at me it's about me it couldn't be that they're like doing their own thing. It has to be because they're upset with me. If people are laughing, they're fucking laughing at me. They have to be laughing at me. What are you laughing about? My parents would be like, not everything revolves around you. Okay. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> like I was like fucking duh. But now I get what they meant. Because <laughs> I would take everything personally. I didn't think the world revolved around me. I just took everything personally. And so I'm working on that. And the book says, you know, most of the time when someone says something mean to you, it's not because of you. It's because of something they're dealing with, which is totally true because I have definitely gone off on people and it was because like, I was uncomfortable. I was frustrated with something else, with myself, even though I thought it was other people. You know what I mean? Like, just don't take anything personal. And he, he even says, don't take, oh, sorry. When you take things personal, when you take mean things personally, it basically he's saying like, when you get upset like that, like it's almost like a part of you agrees with the mean thing that's being said about you. So by not taking anything personally, you're like, I, I know that's not true. Like, okay. <laughs> um, but he also says like, don't even take compliments personally. Cause like, I, I don't know. I actually don't remember why he said not to take them personally. I guess just like, you don't want it to like be dependent on that. You don't want it to like feed your ego. You don't want to be dependent on that where you're like, you're like, vying for compliments begging for compliments which I've also been like that <laughs> begging for like verbal affirmation uh the third one is don't make assumptions which I've also done that my entire life I will work myself up based purely on assumptions I've made up in my head out of fake stuff that isn't even really happening like, and so I have to like, I have to catch myself throughout the day. Like I'll, I'll start to get upset with my dad and be like, oh, he, he said it like this. Cause he's referring to this thing and he's being petty about this, this, and this, and he's judging me for blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know. You don't know if any of that is true. Probably none of that is true. So just catching, like, it really is mental illness in it. Like, 
that can just make you spiral like that of like taking things personally, making assumptions. Like I've truly gotten so worked up and been so mad at someone. I've gone off on someone, many people probably, based purely on assumptions. Based like, I assume that everything was a personal attack. <laughs> but so, yeah, just um, working on that as well. The fourth one is always do your best, which I have also not really been good at for most of my life. I, my parents used to call it, they would say that I would half-ass anything I would do, which I thought was just code for lazy, which it is lazy, but it's also like, just wasn't, I wouldn't do my best. I just I didn't care I did not care I it wasn't something that I cared about so I would do the bare minimum whether that was like a school project whether that was cleaning something my parents told me to clean anything I would half-ass it I would I would not do my best and sometimes your best is bare minimum and if that's all you can do at that time, then you did it. You did your best if that is all you can do. But I would say a lot of the time, I definitely was not doing my best. I was just doing the, I was just cutting corners and barely scraping by because I just didn't care. Like I would, I would always, uh, Anytime I can like, you know, at work, I'm doing the bare minimum effort. I'm talking when the manager walks around the corner, you look like you're working real hard. And then as soon as they leave, you're fucking lounging and chatting again. You know, I'm talking if I can fake sick, if I can get out of school, get out of work, if I can flake out of hanging out with friends, if I can spend the least amount of time and effort cleaning this thing or anything I would do I would cut corners and that's another thing where I have to like con I have to put a conscious effort to like interrupt my thought patterns and be like whoa 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 because my brain will immediately go there I, I think I have a hard time with like when I have thoughts, my friend Miranda was talking to me about like kind of the magic of meditation and about how meditation is about kind of being able to sit there and let, cause you can't stop thoughts from happening. Like say thoughts are, I think the metaphor she used was like cars. So like, say there's like traffic in front of you and cars are thoughts just passing by real fast on the street. And so being able to let thoughts pass without interacting with them. But dude, I be fucking interacting with thoughts, okay? <laughs> I am running into the highway, okay? And I think I've had that problem. I don't know if it's like ADD or just like, just I definitely had like some impulse problems most of my life where I, when I have a thought, I have to interact with it. Whether that be, you know, anxiety, paranoia, 
insecurity, personal assumptions, just so impulsive with actions, with words, with emotions. And so, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to have a thought, even if it's like a dark thought and just let it be like, nah, keep going, bud. You're not, that's not me, you know? Um, what was I talking about? Whoa, my computer's trying to restart. And so like, so now, so nowadays, so, so what I'm saying is stepping in front of myself before I run into thought traffic <laughs> and being like, whoa there, buddy, let's take a deep breath. You don't want to do that. Just being like, you know, that's not doing your best. Like, for example, if I know my dad's going to leave an hour before I have to leave and he's not going to be back by the time I leave. How is he going to know if I just leave from work early? That's the thought I'm having, okay? And then I have to be like, no, that's not being honest. That's not, you know, being real. Just, you know, you just stay the hour left. Get get your hour without having to lie on your paycheck, you know. Just, like, that's not your best. Like, you were planning on staying here to that time anyway. Just fucking do it, you know. But it was, but it was hard for me. especially, Dude, especially with cutting corners. If I knew I could cheat on something... If I knew I could get away with something, I would do it. Like, I I don't know if I, like, didn't really have morals as a kid, uh, as a preteen, too. But I, like, there was no, there was no, like, running shit back. It was literally just impulsive thought. I have to do the thing. <laughs> It was like, oh, take that thing. Oh, fucking violate someone's privacy. Read their journal. Fucking go through your parents' stuff. Steal money from the purse. Fake sick and leave. Lie and say this. I remember when I was little, I would be like, I thought I was a good liar and I would just lie to lie just to be like how far can I get away with this you know what I bet that I there was probably like a like I'm sure there's another version of me that is like a really bad person (laughs) um and I'm laughing because it's scary that it's a little true like I really think that I there have been a couple times where I could have really gone down some dark paths and I'm happy to say I don't feel like that now, (laughs) but I just did not give a fuck. (laughs) Very selfish, very impulsive. What were we talking about? How did I get, how did I get here? 
Uh, that might be the gummy. Excuse me. Fuck. What were we talking about? Hi, money. We were talking about books. Oh yeah. Basically I, moral of the story, I did not always do my best and I might not always do my best now, but I will try. So those are the four things I am trying to actively incorporate into my life. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. Honey has a bell. You hear it? It has little honeybees on her collar. All right. What were we talking about for reals? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, So uh, another book club alert is that after that book, I started reading How to Listen with Intention. And I learned that I have been quite the conversational narcissist in my day. Conversational narcissist is someone who is just constantly trying to relate the subject, the story, the attention back to them. Uh, And isn't offering, you know, support responses to the other person talking, not offering supporting questions. And yeah, basically the book said, um, the book said that when people talk about themselves, a part of the brain activates the same part of the brain that activates when we eat food and when we have sex is so when we talk about ourselves, you know, we're getting some kind of dopamine or serotonin hit. I don't think I know the difference between dopamine and serotonin. What is the difference between dopamine and serotonin? But so there's support responses and shift responses. Support responses are asking a question about what the person's saying it's saying like "Uh uh-huh oh really oh wow you know it's reacting to the story anything that is it's it said like think of conversation as a balloon and every time so whoever's telling the story is blowing up the balloon and like the people can either help blow up the balloon or they can let it fall flat. Oh, well, I should have talked with my microphone. Conversations like a balloon. Whoever's, you know, telling a story or whatever. Um, conversations like a balloon. And, and a, a good conversation is, of course, everyone is, you know, equal parts. And, it, you know, conversation flows. And everyone kind of takes turns. And there's no, like, interrupting or talking over each other. Or hogging the conversation you know, but so conversations like a balloon, the main person who's like telling the story, kind of the attention's on is talking and people can either help blow up the balloon by offering support responses or they can let it fall flat so that then they can blow their own balloon, you know, and like a support like the example the book uses is a support. So say someone says, I love scary movies. A support response would be, what's your favorite? That's a support response. A shift response would be like, oh, I don't really like scary movies, but I really like comedies. And my favorite comedy is 
and like taking over the conversation right and then also shift responses can be purposefully not saying anything so that the conversation goes flat um which i've also done um so just you know reading some self-help books and trying to become a better person uh what's so funny though is that so reading the book the how to listen with intent the whole time I'm reading it I mean obviously as I'm reading it I'm noticing similarities in conversations that I've had and how like I act but I'm also like thinking of my dad and being like oh he does that that and that and like he does this really bad um and the book no joke was like you know don't use this book to point out other conversational narcissists only use the book to reflect on your conversational narcissism and like get better at it and I was like fuck how did it know literally how did it know (laughs) that I was doing that so that was funny but so uh I've been having really vivid dreams lately and I think I used to have vivid dreams as a kid not like super often but often enough that I could remember them in detail and that there's a couple you know but so I think I went for a long period of time with not really having dreams that I could remember or like or like vivid dreams because and this is not a flex I'm not this is drugs are not a flex okay but in college I would smoke heavily at night and so I that definitely affected my dream having abilities because if you go to sleep high you don't dream (laughs) you do not dream I mean some people probably dream but I feel like most people do not dream and I the I know I'm which some people probably don't think Delta 8 is real but I mean I'm on a Delta 8 gummy right now but this is not this doesn't happen often this is a special occasion okay (laughs) but so my drug intake and by drug I literally just mean like weed (laughs) marijuana has significantly gone down from when I was in college. So I don't know if it's that. Like that's why I'm starting to have kind of like I'm remembering dreams now. And having dreams. But uh, I keep changing positions. I'm just high enough on the gummy that I'm like fidgety. And so I keep messing with my hair, I keep messing with my outfit, and I keep changing the way I'm sitting. And I'm so sorry. (laughs) What was I talking about? I just saw my hair in the viewfinder. I really, really like my hair. It kind of makes me feel like a rock star. Like, I don't care if my hair is, like, messy or frizzy or... Which, honestly, with bleached hair, I don't really have a choice anymore. (laughs) But... 
it makes me feel like a rock star. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a rock star so bad. You know, I grew up on Hannah Montana. I grew up on Freaky Friday, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. We already talked about this. But so, I like wanted to be a rock star. I am putting on performances on the daily in the backyard. I'm, and I'm talking full choreography. It's on like the fucking first gen MP3 player. And it's songs from the 80s that my dad downloaded for me because I don't have a music taste of my own yet. (laughs) And I'm putting on damn performances. I'm in my room. I'm going so hard. I've got, I've got choreography. I've got backup dancers. Okay. It's not a joke. And I told my cousin, me and my my cousin would like just follow me around everywhere. He was like my brother's age. So like four years younger than me. And I was like, we're going to be in a rock band. And I would burn him CDs of like Hannah Montana, Naked Brothers Band, basically anything they played on Radio Disney. (laughs) And uh, do you guys remember Pop Princess by the Click Five? Pop Princess, hold my hand. Pop Princess, I'm a fan. Pop Princess, I need you now. Turn me out. Let me turn out. Do you remember that song? I think it was by the Click Five. Anyways, all the all the good shit, you know. And I would burn him CDs, and I would be like, "Hey, we gotta practice. We're gonna be in a rock band." And practice was just play the CD and sing along to it and pretend like you're performing. <laughs> but. So sorry. What the fuck was I talking about? Dreams. Dreams. So I don't know if it's the less, if it's not smoking weed before bed or if it's uh, just because we're in weird times, you know. Everyone's mental health is a little wonky. I just got paranoid because... I have two windows open upstairs and I just got paranoid that my neighbors can hear me talking really loud. (laughs) But I'm going to push through the paranoia and I'm going to keep talking loud and I'm just going to keep going because probably no one can hear me. And if they do hear me, they don't give a fuck. Anyways, you see what I have to deal with? I got to talk myself out of that. Because if I listen to the paranoia, I'm still talking quiet. If I listened to the paranoia, I would turn this off and I would go shut my windows and then I would just probably be on my phone for the rest of the day just full of anxiety. But it's fine. We're going back to talk to normal. I'm talking normal. Oh yeah. So I've just been having really weird dreams lately. Dreams where people that I'm not friends with anymore are appearing and it's so weird. And it's like recurring that they're appearing. And it makes me feel weird. <laughs> there was um probably one of the most vivid dreams I've ever had. And it made no sense. But it was so long. I feel like when I have dreams like this, I will... It's long. But I'll only remember right at the end 
you know what I mean? So an example of that is I had this, it was so vivid, dude. Um, I had this dream where I was like really high up in like kind of a hotel skyscraper situation with a bunch of people that I like did not recognize, but in my dream I knew and I was like cool with. And it kind of reminded me of like a, like the third Maze Runner when they're in that city mixed with like Hunger Games, like Capital Vibes. It was some kind of weird post-apocalyptic, but we're in like a city in these teens. I don't know. It was weird, but it made sense in the dream, right? Without me having an explanation. And it was storming and I go out on the balcony and it has, and it's raining so fucking hard and it's like lightning and stark and it's rained so hard that the water is now all the way up like to the balcony of however many floors up I'm at, which I'm like, that's insane. (laughs) So then I go back into the room with all those people and they're kind of like all bracing on this wall which is right next to all the windows. They're bracing on this wall because they're saying that the building's about to like collapse or snap in half or something like that. And so we're bracing and it's like in my dream, like, so it was going to fall like on the window side. And so I knew, or I thought that the windows were going to bust and fucking just, it's just going to be glass and water. (laughs) And I was just like, fuck it. I guess we're doing this. Like what other choice is there besides get fucking thrown around when we fall, even though the water's right there. But, um, but so yeah, so it falls, but glass doesn't burst. And I was surprised by that. And then we didn't like crash on the ground. It's like it kind of settled. And then it's like, we open this door or we open the balcony and it wasn't the balcony anymore. It was like I'm a, it was kind of like a it was like subway tile vibe it was white it was like subway tile vibe we we're definitely underground and you know it's still in the same world because there was like water leaking from the ceiling like as if all that water was up there and it was kind of like a okay we're trapped in this room what now situation and then I woke up around that time But so I know there was something building up to all that, but I can't remember it. I don't know if this part's going to stay in or not because honestly, the gummy kicked in (laughs) and I'm like decently high. So I don't know if I'll be able to get my story out there the way that I want. So this part may be cut. Also, how do we feel if I wear sunglasses during this? (laughs) Got it. Don't. Heard ya. Um, Okay, so on the subject of dreams, I did something pretty embarrassing the other day. And by the other day, I mean yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. (laughs) So... Like I said, I've been having really vivid dreams of people that I've not been friends with in a while, sometimes years, and it's weird. But also, you know how dreams do that thing where like 
every face you've ever seen in a dream is like a face you've seen in real life. I hope that makes sense. So I had this really vivid dream and I don't remember the plot line of the dream at all. But in my dream, <laughs> this, this boy from high school was in it. And like, I, this is the first time he's appeared in my dream. I have not thought about him in years. I forgot that he existed. <laughs> and like in my dream, when I saw him, it wasn't like, oh, he's familiar. I like instantly remembered his first name and I was like, oh my God, you're, I'll just give a name like Jacob. It's like, oh my God, you're Jacob. <laughs> I remember you. And then when I woke up, I was like, it was just so weird because I just fetched this memory of this person that I completely forgot about. <laughs> and my brain was, and I didn't even remember his last name. And so I just like, it's, I mean, I, it's mental illness in it. <laughs> I was like, like, I, I have to know. <laughs> and so I'm digging yearbooks out of storage because I'm like, what was his last name? I have to know. <laughs> and so I'm s senior year yearbook. I'm flipping through, right? I'm looking, I literally just remember his face and his first name. So I'm like, and it's fucking in alphabetical order by last name. So I'm like, just fucking scanning the shit. Nothing in senior year. Now we're on junior year. Scanning the shit. Can't find him. <sighs> and then I'm like, boo, next one. So now I'm on sophomore year. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, did I imagine him? Was he a real person? And then, right when I'm thinking that, <laughs> I find him in the yearbook, sophomore year. He must have moved away after that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. And I'm like having these, these flashes back to like freshman year. Because like, I think, I think he had like a little bit of a crush on me and then like, and, or maybe I had a crush on him. I don't know. And then, cause he would always like try to message me on Facebook and stuff. I feel like, or maybe I was messaging him. Maybe I have it twisted. I have no idea, but I feel like he was kind of mean to me, but I also feel like I was kind of mean to him, but my perception's out of whack because I grew up a narcissist. So <clears throat> so fucking <coughs> anyways like all of I literally haven't thought about him in I'm gonna do math really quick 2021 graduate in 2014 so, so 2012 so 2021 minus 2012 is nine years quick math <laughs> I have not thought about him in nine years and then it was just like I'm just remembering what t little interactions we had and then he just like appeared so vividly in my dream it was so weird 
So then I'm like, like I just I haven't thought of this person in nine years. I'm like, I wonder what he's up to. I wonder what he looks like now. Like, what's up? <laughs> so I go on Instagram and I type in his name. And there's so many guys with that name. <laughs> so many white boys that look very similar to him with that name. And I don't like, I don't have any friends who I think would like mutually follow him or anything. So I have, there's no hope on Instagram, but I know that I could probably find him on Facebook. Here's the thing. I don't have a Facebook. <laughs> so, and this is where it gets weird. So buckle up, load side clear, unload side clear, enjoy your ride. <laughs> So I made like a fake Facebook account specifically for this purpose. Now I know I'm smiling. If you can see me, it's not because I'm bragging. It's not because I think this is funny. It's because I am deeply ashamed. I know that this is not okay. I'm very upset with myself, which is another reason why I don't know if this will go in, but, <laughs> uh, so yes, this is, embarrassing to me <laughs> I <laughs> I made a fake Facebook account specifically for the purpose of looking this guy up because I just like I literally was like I have to know I have to like complete I can't I can't have a thought and not interact with it I have to know <laughs> So, extremely impulsive. Anyways, so I make a fake Facebook account. Like, it doesn't even have a real name on it. Like, I literally, I don't, I think I just key smashed. And type his name, and I have to, like, scroll for a while. And then I find him, right? And he looks exactly the same. <laughs> he just has a, he has, like, a goatee. And he's probably taller. Uh, oh, it's Facebook. But, um, so yeah, it wasn't even like a big payoff <laughs> that I went through all that tr creepy trouble. <laughs> and yeah, so then I like left that, right? And then I'm like doing whatever I was doing, like cleaning the house. I just kept thinking about it and I was like, whoa, that was actually very creepy what you did <laughs> uh like you it's fine that I like went through the yearbook to remember his last name but it's not okay that I then spent 20 minutes on like Instagram and creating a fake Facebook and then going through Facebook st essentially stalking <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> like, that's not okay. <laughs> and I felt shame about it. I, I texted my friend, but I left out the part about how I created a fake Facebook just so I could see what he was up to in 2021. <laughs> just to see how he was living. <laughs> um, but so... 
I like a few hours later, I was like, that's creepy. Like that's, that's not okay. I'm going to delete the Facebook. I've learned my lesson. Like that was fucked. (laughs) That was gross. And so I get back on my computer to log into the Facebook to delete the Facebook. And when I log into the Facebook, it's like, you're not using your account the way you're supposed to be using your account and you're banned. (laughs) Uh, And it like locked me out of the account. (laughs) Straight up like, you're just fucking doing the shit. You're just stalking, bro. You're being a creep. Get out of here. So yeah, it's fucking embarrassing. (laughs) Um... But, hey, it all, why did he pop up in my dream after nine years? That was weird. <laughs> the human brain is atrocious. The human brain is atrocious. Truly terrifying. But, anyways, thank you for joining. I'm hoping some of this is usable, because, fuck. hopefully i'm not too annoying fuck you bitch anyways thank you so much for watching no eye contact my name is ash and i hope you have a great rest of your day and i'll catch you on the fucking flip